Hello, good people. Welcome to The Chris Stefanik Show, the show that helps you find the joy that God made you for in the midst of everyday life. Don't miss us every week as we dive into real issues with real people and answer real questions. God bless you. My friends, I'm honored to be back here with real-life Ghostbuster, <laughs> the exorcist, Father Chad Ripperger. And today we're going to be talking about stuff that really impacts the everyday spiritual life of, of, of every Christian today. And that's, that's how much we let ourselves fall into negativity uh, versus lifting our hearts and minds up in gratitude and why that's so spiritually, spiritually important to pay attention to. Thanks for being with us. As St. Paul wrote from prison during one of the worst times of his life, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything. And everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, so often we fall into just constant negativity, fixation on things that bring us down. And St. Paul didn't do that. And we, we, we blame our circumstances. Here's Paul in prison waiting to get beheaded right. and, and just thinking about the goodness of God and focusing himself on thanks. That's not just pop psychology, to be, you know, spread positivity right. <laughs> and not to be negative. This is part of the spiritual war. Uh, thanks for being with me again. Oh, you're welcome. I really, it's good, to, it's, it's good to be here. It's so edifying to talk to you, especially because a lot of what, what you end up saying isn't just the stuff of exorcism, which is inaccessible to me. I'm not going right. to be involved in that. Probably, please God, uh, <laughs> right? Yes. But it, it lands. It lands on the stuff of everyday spiritual life. It does. Uh, what's the overlap of? And, and I know this is a, a concern of yours, and you've spoken extensively mm -hmm. on it. What's the overlap of just being a positive person, so to speak? Again, to borrow terms from popular psychology, instead of a negative person, person. with um, with your line of work as an exorcist and what you see in the spiritual battlefield. You know, there's different levels to it ultimately, but I think that um, obviously the earth is basically the intersection between heaven and hell and how much is like heaven is up to us and how much is like hell is up to us, right? So if we're going to commit yes. a lot of sin, then it's just going to become like it is in hell. Or if we, if we become very virtuous and very holy, it's going to become more like it is in heaven. And so ultimately what it really boils down to, and this is something that we even see among people who come to us who are, that are working through us, that are actually possessed, mm. what they will, um, what will happen is, is that they will, um, the demons will start driving the negative to get focused on something negative and it's to take them down. And it, the, the, as the person becomes focused on what's negative, um, to use uh, Thomistic psychology and the analysis of it, that means that the object of evil is present to the faculty, which then causes pain, and then it also, over the course of time, weakens it. So what happens is... Okay, let's, let's break that down for the layman. Okay. Uh, yes. uh, the object of evil is present is to, to the faculty. faculty. What's that mean? So when you're thinking of something negative, you're mm. thinking of something that's actually evil or bad, and that means it's in your, um, it's in your intellect or it's, a, it's in your imagination. You then, put the visual screen up in front of your in yeah, front of your brain, right? Basically. Ex exactly, and so the emotions and then the will that are viewing that, they'll, they'll, Saint Thomas, in fact, defines sorrow as presence of mm. um, evil in an appetitive faculty. So as soon as it sees that evil, then there's sorrow, and then the person goes through, um, and then over the course of time, it becomes habitual, which then becomes a weakness. And so what happens is we found that, especially with people who are possessed. It's really all about maintaining their focus. 
because if they don't, if they once they get kind of sucked into, you know, when am I going to get liberated? Why doesn't yeah. God love me as much as if He would just liberate me? Or which actually isn't the case. Or why is it, you know, or even that kind of self-loathing which we talked about in another uh, episode. If he, that when they get focused on that, what's happened is, is that the, the, as they do that, the demon gains more and more power over them, and he's able to control them much more easily than if their focus is on God or on something that's good, wow. because it's the opposite. Because the good, if you, if the demons are affecting your imagination and you start thinking about something positive, it literally drives them out of your imagination. And so they'll. This is one of the reasons why it's one of the principal aspects of spiritual combat is don't get sucked into all the negativity. And as I mentioned, wow. um, you know, when I work with people who are possessed, when they start going down that path, I, I never address what they're dealing with, like the self-loathing. I just tell them, you've lost your focus. Mm. If you keep your focus entirely on God, whose goodness itself, and all the things that pertain to God, which are good, then you're, the demons have less ability to influence you or to tempt you or to bring you down. We, we get... We get lost in, in computing our way through the problems. That's right? correct. Uh, and, yes. and, and the Lord is saying, come back to me. That's exactly it. And instead of just, you know, just focusing on the solution, I, lo I love, again, thinking of little kids. You're scared, you run to mom. Yes. You run to dad. That's, that's right. You don't sit in what you're afraid of and try to figure it out and think by your own. I think it's a pride root in that. that, that as, if, as if by my own faculties, I will figure out. Yes. How to solve the evil. Yes. It's the, it's the pride that drives it. But St. Thomas says that fear drives rumination. He says, because mm. what you're trying to do is figure out how do I get around this evil, right? Mm. When, in point in fact, in spiritual warfare, you're not going to figure it out most of the time. In fact, usually when people are under diabolic attack, I tell them, you will not gain clarity, especially with people who are suffering from scrupulosity and things like that. In the moment of attack, you will not gain clarity. Don't try and seek the clarity because if you do that, the demons are just going to do running commentary on whatever you think. They're just going to keep jading it and keep, keep changing your perspective wow. on it. So the best thing to do is just get away from it and focus on God. You just keep your focus on God, and once it lifts, then you'll have the clarity in relationship wow. to it. But it's that, and this is something that uh, you see even among possessed people too, as well as the fact that they, as I mentioned, they lose that focus. But you, can, you immediately you can tell they've lost their intellectual clarity about God. And about about the world and about the rea about reality ultimately. This is this is stuff that I think is fallen out of a lot of uh, just Catholic uh, council teaching spiritual direction, and I'm grateful that you're you're bringing it front and center in in, in your work. Yes, uh, because before we had a focus on on deadly sins. I think a lot of the church fathers or desert fathers would focus on on dark thoughts yeah. that precede them, and, and I don't I don't know why we've gone down the road almost of of you know, usually we talk about vice and we think of these lower passions only. Correct. And when there's other vices as well. Yeah, there's spiritual vices. To think of negativity as a vice. That's right. If, if it's habitual, it's a vice. Yeah. And, and boy, that vice is just fed <laughs> so much today. I mean, you're calling me on my stuff right now because I'm, I get sucked into Twitter. It's part of my job to post things. Right. That's right. It feels like poison, man. I pick up the phone. It just, oh, yeah. That's true. That's and, true. And these and they're so good at, at, at sucking you in. You know, it's, it's very interesting because St. Thomas, um, he says that uh, when he's unpacking the fruits of the Holy Spirit, he says, 
The first is love, which is basically charity, which is actually loving God and love your neighbor for the sake of God. And he says, when the um, so that's that's just the act of loving God and loving your neighbor for God's sake. Mm. The consequent to that then is because the beloved is present to you, you're thinking about him and you're focusing on God, because the beloved is present to you, he said, arises, so the next one fruit that arises out of that is joy. Right? Mm. So, and you can mm. see this, that the joy in people's lives is really declining and it's a sign that they're just getting too focused. Mm. The other thing is that the negativity, it's a sign of worldliness, right? Because you're getting so sucked into all the worldly problems um, and getting them fixed or what the problem is or trying to figure it out or, you know, find out who's guilty of this or whatever, rather than just focusing on God and then the joy kind of arises from that. Wow. And then the, you can also see there's no peace. So St. Thomas says, once the person becomes focused on God, that, that's right order, and that's St. Augustine's definition of peace, tranquility of order. So there's this mm. quiet that takes over because there's this right order. And so people say, you know, you just don't seem to be upset or even though you see all the evil stuff. In fact, what we hear demons saying about what politicians do or doing and this and that, some of it you can't believe, some of it is probably likely, etc. You know, or, So you hear demons... T oh yeah, they tell us all sorts of stuff. So they, they are on Twitter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, they're, I mean, they're keeping up with the news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, but, you know, so you hear all that stuff, but in the end, it ultimately boils down to what do I want to be my focus? I always tell people, look wow. at, wow. in heaven, everybody is focused on God. That's why mm. St. Paul says God is all in all. It's only God. God is, the, is it, right? Whereas in hell, it's, they're focused on anything but God. That's why I mentioned the diabolic principles, anything but God. But they're the diabolic principle is anything but, but God. God. I just wanted to reiterate that because it's yeah. powerful to think about. It is. Even, even in, because people can get sucked into overanalyzing aspects of their own spiritual life, which mm. normally we do have to take some time to look at our spiritual things. But if it becomes too much of a focus, you've already distracted. You've lost your focus. The focus should ultimately be, the only reason I'm looking at this is so that I can focus on him or get to him, ultimately. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm really amazed. And again, there's so much... I said this in the last episode, Rewatch this in slow motion because there's nuggets here that I don't want you to miss. You just said the demons will tell you stuff that's going on in the world of politics. Yeah. They, they, want, they want you to be thinking about politics during an exorcism. That's right. It's a distraction. Yeah, they, they want me thinking about politics incessantly. Like, hey, look at look at this, look at this, look at that. Exactly. They might be telling you real secrets, and you could break the news. And uh, yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, you're, you're, but you're thinking. Obviously, I would cares? never say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would yeah. never say anything just as a demon is a source. But yeah, yeah, right, um, right, right. You'd have to have some type of uh, secondary corroborating <laughs> evidence. evidence. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, but wow. but it, but it also it, it it tells you that the that in our own spiritual lives that people if if they if they are focusing so much on worldly things and negative things, you know, and a lot of times it's to make themselves feel better. So like the fact that they might feel bad or the fact that they have negative feelings towards a particular politician because of their behavior, when the politician is found out in relationship to those things, then people will say, see, look at this, I told you this guy. There's a, a, there's a focus on feeling better about something that's negative, which is just habituating their faculties in that regard. Wow. Ultimately, there should be kind of a sadness that this is sad or we need to we need to pray for this person or what have you, but it's all a distraction to keep you, which is demons are always doing anything but God. It's anything that they can get you distracted, even if it's something that looks wholesome or is good. Or um, And so that's why when it comes to matters of the world, 
even the spiritual writers always said, and this is very true, especially in relationship to dealing with spiritual combat, you deal with it only to the degree that's, that the thing requires, and then you keep your focus on God. Mm. To the degree that the thing requires. requires. I think yeah. of the, it's a great saying, that the more you focus outside your sphere of influence, the less power you have inside of it, right? That's so exactly that, the same, yeah. As a dad, the, the, the devil wants me to do comparative analysis between CNN and Fox News. If that's my full-time job, great. Yes. But I'm not a reporter, so that's right. therefore I can be done in five, five minutes. But you, yeah. you want to stay aware of things, not bury your head yes. in the sand. How do you draw the line when the inherent nature of these things is such that, they, literally, there's companies that have, I have a friend who works oh, yeah. for a game company. They have a psychologist to figure out how to get you addicted to the game. News yes. sources are, are, they're winning. So yes. how do you handle the balance of these things? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, uh, the, the addictiveness of a game. They actually know the structure and mechanisms that actually elicit specific um, uh, addictions or cause the brain to become addicted. They actually know, the, they actually know you put this in, with this degree and you're gonna get this amount of addiction. They actually know this. Wow. Okay, so that all being said, uh, you know, when it, comes to, when it comes to stuff like the news media and stuff like that, I do keep up on it because I have to, to be somewhat knowledgeable, um, yeah. if no other reason, and sometimes I give lectures outside of the discussion of spiritual warfare, and so I need to be somewhat knowledgeable of these things that are actually occurring, but even to keep track of kind of what's going on in the world to get a sense of it, because um, you know, recently I did a series of con uh, conferences and showing how Communism is basically the exact same psychology as diabolic psychology. If you take, wow. if you actually know what diabolic psychology is, it lines out absolutely perfectly with the communist behavior. So, um, so, it, and wow. so you have to, I have to be knowledgeable about those How things. How do I find that lecture? I really would like it's, to uh, it's actually just on my channel on YouTube. So okay. you can just go on YouTube. But it's, but the, the point that I'm, I'm making is, is that, um, there's two things that I do. The one is um, the media fasting, which basically means this. Uh, I started doing it in Lent originally, and then I, I liked it so much I just do it all the time, which is basically I only allow myself 20 minutes to read the news in the morning. And you cut it off. And then I cut it off. And what I find is I'm pretty much up with most of everything in 20 minutes. And then you're good. And then I'm good. So I don't need to be focusing so much on it. Wow. Um, once in a while, if there is an article, especially in relationship to the church or things that are going on, I might um, take a little bit of time to read it, but outside of that, I don't. The other thing that I do, I found too, is um, I found that I actually have a more cheerful uh, disposition and, and more positive, and it's a lighter thing, which we talked a little bit about freedom, is if I just cut out all videos, unless it's something that's going to educate wow. me or, or I need to listen to or what have you. So in fact, I was mentioning there was this one gentleman, he was, he was watching, you know, he would work very hard, he would get towards night, and then he would spend a couple of hours watching. A couple hours. A couple of hours, yeah. every night. So it's at one point I said to him, you do realize that you're spending 730 hours a year watching videos. Oh my gosh. So I said, you need to start reading. And that's yeah. what he did, he shifted to reading. And then what people find is, is that even, the, even these things that they're, um, you know, the videos they're watching, it just, it's just slowly taking them down and it's weakening them. There's another part to this, and as I mentioned, you know, it's anything but God. It's a, it's a sign that they're not recollected, but usually it's a sign that people's real focus isn't their own spiritual life. Mm. It's other things. Mm. When they get that much sucked into the negativity, it's a sign that even if they claim to be Catholics and they're out there arguing for Catholic things, et cetera, yep. the fact of the matter is, is that they're not focusing on their own spiritual life. And you can very often see it just in the tone by their lack of charity yep. or even justice or what have you. Um, you know, there's no sense of um, being kind to people or meekness in relationships. It's, it's, it's reinterpreted as a weakness if you're kind. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, and the yeah. people, people are proud of the fact that they're unkind. It's like, wait, that's a, that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes, like, exactly. That's not weakness. That's, that's pretty manly to actually have the strength to be kind when people are driving you crazy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think the real problem is, is that it's like anything else, is that a lot of times people, it's, it's a lack of precision. I've complained a lot that in theology, uh. the real problem has been a lack of precision. There are times in which you aren't nice, but that's because it's proceeding from charity for the sake of the person's correction. Yeah. But and you're not focusing on the on uh, you know I'm going to club this person over the head right. or they're somehow rather what you're doing. But under normal circumstances, kindness should rule the day. Mm. It's only the rare exception that it should you should you should switch to. Okay, look, that's enough, and this is how it's going to work. Mm. So what, what when, when the when the mind when the intellect is focused on the negative on all the things that are wrong, uh, what exactly happens to the soul that makes that soul more? Uh, Responsive to the evil one, is it despair that occurs, or is it? Yes, uh, that's part of it. That's it. And what I th else? I think that's part of it. I think no. What's happening is, is you're starting to replicate their own psychology. It's a you're demonic psychology. Yeah, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier. You know, we talk about this compatibility yeah. between because so once a per demon possesses somebody or gets into their life, the, he starts setting about trying to drive certain kinds of vices and thinking mm -hmm. patterns that conform to his own right. thinking patterns so that it's easier to get you to do the things that he wants you to do. What happens is, is in relationship to the, um, to the, uh, to when people get into a negative pattern of thinking, is that it starts replicating that exact same negative pattern that they have. Because as I mentioned, all the demons in hell are focused on everything. They, they don't have a positive thought in hell. Wow. And so <laughs> all you're doing is you're, you're becoming like that. And so just becoming like that, setting up or opening up the door to that psychological compatibility is just going to attract them, and they're going to start driving that to gain greater control and influence over you. And then it starts. To, here, here's the here's the mystery of sin and vice. That starts to feel good to people. Yes, it does. Why would something that brings them down feel good? Um, I actually talk about that in my book on psychology. Saint Thomas says there's two parts to it. The first is is that um, the body adjusts itself to the operations of the soul, mm. and we know this, right? Mm -hmm. So. If you see some guy who weighs 300 pounds and he's sitting on a couch and says, I want to run a marathon, you're like, yeah, it ain't happening. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. what does he got to do? He's got to get up. He's got to start yeah. exercising. It's going to take a long time. And then eventually the body begins to adjust to the fact where he can run, run 26 miles. Yeah. But it's going to take time. So the, but the body's got to adjust to it. The same is even true in virtue and vice. Mm. So the body begins to adjust itself to be able to sustain higher levels of virtue and even higher level or even more levels of disorder. And so what happens is St. Thomas says, when we act in accord with our bodily disposition, so if we've committed a lot of vices, then when we act in accordance with that vice, he says, when we act in accordance with our disposition, we get a pleasure out of it. When we mm. act contrary to our disposition, it's painful. And we know that from our own experience. Oh, yeah. that when we start fasting or doing, starting yep. to overcome a vice, it's painful, right? But then as time goes on, then it starts, the body begins to suffer, and it actually becomes delightful to perform the action. The other Ooh. part is something that Aristotle said, which is, as you go in virtue, then what happens is the action, as you perform the action that's in accord with virtue, then what happens is, is that you get an actual delight in the faculty in performing that act. That act. Mm. The same is also true about vice. You know, I just got the image of a you know, herniated disc. Yeah. It starts to bend you over. It does, exactly. You straighten out, it hurts. That's right. That's what you need to do. You need to squish the disc back. That's and right. A physical therapist will tell you just go do the opposite bend. And that's right. 
then it starts to feel great after a while. That's right. Yeah. Wow. And so that's that is part of the is the fact that people eventually start to get delight out of performing things that are evil. Wow. Are you, are you a fan of the Lord of the Rings? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So the Palantir. I just thought of the Palantir. You're saying this. Yeah. The, uh, they they think that by looking into the stone they'll figure out the evil one's plans and then they their mind conforms to the evil one That's every exact, time. Yeah. It's the exact yeah. It's yeah, the exact same thing. You should spend uh, if Christian you, you you need to spend more time in the in the good news than the breaking news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That that takes work. It does take work. Is there, there's the there's the satisfaction of curiosity. Yeah. For all of us. Well, and just because of the effects of original actual sin, we all have a tendency towards spiritual sloth. It's just work. It's yeah. hard work, and so we just want something that's comfortable. And if you're comfortable in your spiritual life, actually, a lot of people who are negative are very comfortable in their spiritual life. But if you're comfortable in spiritual life, that's not a good sign. All right, the devil will back right off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the that's the the big, the big spiritual. A deadly sin of our age is that yes. is that sloth, and everybody feels so busy. That's right. You know, but but it's not spiritual work. I think There's, most young people lose faith because they're they're just so sh they don't ask questions of faith. That's correct. They're content with living at this depth and not knowing it well, mm. and not knowing their faith well. This is something that we run up against quite a bit. A lot of the people that come to us who need spiritual help to get out of what's it's because of the fact that a lot of times they just ba lack basic catechesis. You know, well, I didn't know that living with my boyfriend was a problem. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, they, and so right. it's just learning that. But I think that also one of, there's another aspect, too, that, and this is something that I began to notice among different people, so that you have people that are focused on different kind of negativities, so there's some people that are focused on... Yeah, you, you mentioned before four types of, of negativity, right, that people fall into typically? Uh, yes, you might have to remind me about some of them. <laughs> so, self, others, politics, church. That's it, yeah. So the yeah. self-negativity, that's exactly what demons cannot stand themselves for two reasons. One is because they still have a pain of conscience. So their sin, mm. when they committed their sin, they still look at themselves and realize, I am evil. And they have a natural inclination, just like we do, to be perfect. So the fact that they're not really bothers them. Wow. The other part of it is, is that when they rejected their task, that task was in God's image in some fashion. So that when they rejected their task, that task is who and what they are. It's their actual nature like St. Thomas says. Mm. And so as a result of that, when they rejected their task, it was a perfect act of self-hatred. They hate who and what they are. They acted right against what they are. That's right. They just can't, they hate themselves. So, uh, and so people who have a negativity of self, they're buying into that. They're perpetuating that. That's why I tell people you have to stop that. And part of it is I tell them it's against charity. Because wow. charity is love of God and love of neighbor. But it's also, Christ said, you know, you have to love your neighbor as yourself, which means your terminus of your love isn't in you. It's in God. So you love yourself for God's sake. So you still have to have a love for yourself, but the way we maintain it so it doesn't become selfish is rightly ordering it towards God. And that's the exact opposite of the demons. They have a self-hatred. And so I tell people, look, it's a sin against charity to hate yourself in that manner. Mm. I, I'm I just it's so refreshing to hear you say this. I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a book on, on, on rewiring how you talk to yourself and replacing negative phrases with the word of God. God, that's it. That's and what, what he says about you. And I've gotten some criticisms that, oh, this is just pop psychology. It's like, no, this is, it's, so it's really refreshing to hear an exorcist yeah. validate, like this is real spiritual warfare. It is spiritual warfare, yeah. And, I, and I, there's a principle in psychology, um, kids going through pain try to externalize what they're feeling and make their parents feel it to communicate it to them. That's right. And uh, demons apparently do the same thing. They, oh, yes, they do. They, they want us to feel about ourselves the way they do. They do. They want, to have, they want us Why to have self. Uh, part of it is, is because um, if we have a, if we have a, a hatred for ourselves, um, then what's going to happen is the definition of love is willing the good of another. Well, then you're not going to will yourself the good, which is ultimately God. 
Mm. You're going to turn away from them in the end. They know that. Yeah. So as you think you are, so you act. That's it. Yeah. Um, yep. we, we might not get through all these in our, in our sure. time, but I want to, the church, negativity about the church. Yeah. I, I recently was at a beautiful conference mm-hmm. and uh, I, I took a little video of, of kids just praising God. And right. it was in a more of a contemporary, uh, charismatic type of prayer, uh, right. the type of music. It wasn't even at a liturgy, right. that this clip. I got, well, it got, you know, probably, here's, here's my focus on the negativity. It got 60,000 views on Twitter and tons <laughs> right. of thumbs up. But I'm, I'm, of course, paying attention to the 50 people. Yes, yeah. But there was a pile on of, that's not Gregorian chant. That's pagan. Oh, yeah. That's pure emotionalism. And, and all, all they right. could see was why it was wrong. Right. Stop these kids immediately from, right. from what they're doing. And yeah. there's, a, there's an interior church division that, that I think is growing. It is. I, I'm, I'm having to respond to things. I never had to as a grown-up in Generation John Paul II. And like, what, what the heck is going on? Right. And it's, it feels poisonous. It is. Yeah, speak into that. I, I think that part of it has to do with um, what you're seeing is it's true that the church has some problems. I mean, obviously the whole oh, yeah. video scandal. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we're seeing all sorts of difficulties. Bishops saying things that you're, you know are contrary to what the church oh, has yeah. always taught. So we're seeing those kinds of things um, being said. And so the, the problem is, is that there's two things that I'm starting to notice. Is one is that people are becoming focused on picking out all the error. Okay, you might know what's wrong, doesn't mean you know what's right. Mm. And this is something that you see mm. a lot of times is that people will, um, and, and you actually see this, you know, seminarians will say, well, I know that they taught me this about scripture, that it's not inspired and that it's not this and it's not that in seminary, so I know that that's not true. That's true, but you may not know exactly what the actual definition of inspiration is. So I mm. find that there's a lot of imprecision in the criticisms, and so a lot of times they're they're. Oh, negative. everything is heresy. Everything's heresy. Everything's did, did, negative. Have you looked at the definition of the word before you use it? You yeah. Know? Well, that's right. it. Or or and or or the other thing is that they'll do is, is they'll criticize something because they come off looking as intelligent in doing so, and there there's a lack of precision mm. or um, a lack of detachment or relationship to it. But the other thing that I've seen is, it's detaching their them from the love of the church itself. The church is the bride of Christ. Mm. It's one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. Mm. It's holy. Mm. Its doctrine's holy. It sanctifies people. There's always going to be people in the church that are going to be seeking holiness, and God's going to be sanctifying them, etc. So what's happening it's is... It's demonic is, to start it, hating the church. That's what you're starting to see. People yeah. are starting to have a hatred for the church or even for the, for the papacy or the episcopate or the priesthood or whatever the case is. They're, they're starting to have this real negative attitude, which is exactly what the demons want. They want you to have a hatred for the church. They don't care what or what aspect. They want you to have a hatred for the papacy or for the for the episcopate or what have. They want you to hating these things because that way, um, if you have a hatred for them, mm. you're less likely to A, to be praying for them, which is what we really need to be doing. But the other part of it is, is that you're not gonna have a true love for them. You're gonna not develop that virtue of filial devotion to the office of the papacy or to the office of the episcopate or just a, a, a love for the church, which is the bride of Christ. It's Christ. It's the mystical body of Christ. They know that if they can start fostering that, that hatred for it or that distaste for it or looking at it in a negative way all the time, it's going to cloud your judgment about the good that's actually there. It really helps to put the language of vice around this. It does, yeah. Around being a negative person. Yes. Uh, because it, it, it is, it's important to see things that are wrong, that are going on. Yeah, you have to see it. When it becomes a vice, it becomes all you see. That's the focus. That's right. Uh, 
we see that in the church. We see that in society at large. There's yeah. racism is real. Uh, uh, mistreatment of women is real. All these things yeah. are real. But we've seen in, in recent years uh, movements of people who would reduce the entirety of the American experience to nothing but that. That's correct, yeah. And if that's true, the logical conclusion is burn it down. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Throw away the Declaration of Independence, start right. over, and start a civil war, frankly. I mean, that's this, right. is, this is the end goal of the evil one, is total destruction. That's right. Too, and if he can get you to, for example, if he can get you to hate um, the papers or the, hate the Pope, then eventually he can separate you from it. Right, by yeah. becoming state of a contest, which is a problem among certain kind of traditions. You know, he can get you to the point where you you're, you're basically are going to have to start denying Catholic principle in the end, and that's one of the, yeah. the real problems. But you're right in the sense of, and that's, I think that's one of the most corrosive forces. There's two things that I see. There's one is the corrosive force of, like you said, you, there's in the general stream news media, mainstream news media, there's this constant focus on the negativity. But that's just, that's diabolic in the end because it's just going to get everybody focused on that. Yeah. The other, and so, and then as a result, we can't see the good things about other people in our culture. So there's no charity. There's no charity. Why, why, I, why would I love if that's all I'm seeing is, right, is, is exactly. present to my And then you're also seeing that in relationship to the church. The same thing's happening in relationship to the church where they're becoming so negative and so, so um, and, and, and I get the fact that people are suffering in relationship yeah. to these things. But that actually goes back again to virtue and vice. So as I mentioned, Aristotle says, if you perform an action that's in accord with virtue, you get a delight out of that action. Mm. If you get to the point where you have mastered the virtue of courage and mastered the virtue of suffering well, which is the virtue of mortification, you've mastered that virtue, you actually get a delight mm. in suffering. Mm. That's why the saints had this delight in suffering because wow. they could actually... That because in it they know they're achieving the good and it's in accord with virtue. It's been it's not in accord with virtue that it's painful, right? Oh yeah. And so, but what's happening is is that if if he can get you to be constantly focused on this negativity, you're never going to suffer well, mm. and as a result, you're just going to be miserable, which is exactly what they want because they don't want us to be happy. Oh, God created us for joy. I he told did. you these things so my joy may be in you. Yeah. The evil one is an enemy of our joy. He is. Uh, I, I think of this in marriage and family too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Ingratitude for a spouse oh, can destroy it. a marriage. It's like a cancer in the mind. It is, totally. Uh, teenagers, you know, when you get habituated to the vice of negativity, it's like an emotional masturbation almost. Not it is. Gross. That's a, no, no that's like, true. Whereas that's like, I, just wanna, I just want to fixate on, on everything wrong with my dad. I tell my kids, you're, you're going to go to counseling for things that I did wrong. And you know, that's part of your experience in life. And sorry, I'm trying my best. <laughs> That's what you get for having a father who suffers from original sin. Yeah, that's, that's and, which part you, of By the way, the get deal. in line, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's actually really true. In fact, I, you know, a lot of times with the couples, I first, one of the first things I have to educate them is on how spiritual warfare mm. attacks marriage. And the, I said the first thing you have to realize is quit taking stuff personally between each other. The battle between the two of you is not between the two of you. It's between you and this demon that's afflicting your marriage. Dang. Powerful. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, the 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 one big solution to uh, negativity, focus on God. Pray, focus on God. God. Yeah, prayer, which is ultimately focusing God. Now, someone it's, might hear that and think, well, I'm going to yeah. focus on God by focusing on church news or praying for the things wrong with the church. Be more specific. Um, well, it ultimately means that even in your meditation or in the things that your prayers that you're doing. Your goal is, if you're going to pray for these things, it's to bring other people to God. It ultimately has to all revolve around God. Mm. And if you, it, that's why I said p people have lost their focus. Maintain your focus, which is ultimately 
God. Just mm. you focus on him, everything else will take care of itself. So if, you, if you're spiraling out of control in the news, pick up, pick up the Gospels. Yeah, exactly. Just start reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The, the stuff before might be a little confusing to you. The stuff after might, might, be, might be a little confusing. <laughs> the Gospels, are, there's a simplicity. There is, yeah. Put the right stuff in your head. Uh, and gratitude. Gratitude. Give thanks much. in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yeah. 1 Thessalonians 5, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a power to this. Thanks for illuminating all this. I mean, this takes on a, a different weight mm-hmm. when you situate it in the context of spiritual battle. battle. That's right. And uh, you bring that, that the, the gravitas to the conversation to illuminate that, that to people. This is serious business. Do not let your mind spiral into negativity about your marriage, your, your parents, yeah. the church, the world, the news. Be aware of problems and then focus back on the Lord with a spirit of gratitude and just contemplate the right stuff. Do we have one more minute? Yeah, one, yeah absolutely. One more minute. Okay, so this is very interesting. What yeah. we do is we tell people to do this, is, and we actually practice this within our community, which is if you get a negative thought about somebody else, you to automatically assume it's false. Oh, that's good. So when you're, but, but that, that's, so when, you're, when you are engaging in spiritual warfare, you can always bet that the demons are going to put a false impression on you about somebody in, in relation. So, like, for wow. example, I'll, I'll think to myself, uh, the demons will put in my head, Father so-and-so didn't do X. You get home and find out he did exactly that and then some, right? Wow. So it's, they're, they're specifically, and it's the same thing in marriage. You, the first thing you have to do is just presume all negative uh, judgments about your spouse are false or not accurate. Wow. And that's okay. one of the ways. But a lot of that is back again to focus yeah. on God. Start, start with the disposition of mercy. That's right. And then if problems arise, when you have that right mind space, right. Uh, then you could deal with them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where do people find all stuff about you, your books that you've written, articles, videos? Where do people look? Um, there, well, as far as, uh, so there's videos are actually on, um, some of them are on YouTube on Census Fidelium, which I... Uh, Census Fidelium. Fidelium is, Fidelium. The, is the actual website. I, it's eventually the... the YouTube's going to take us down, but that's okay. They're going to de It's only a matter of time. It is, because we're Catholic, right? <laughs> we'll be in jail together. It'll be fun. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but then also, if they're, if they're looking for the books that I've written, it's just uh, Centrad Press. It's, it's S-E-N-T-R-A-D. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes, too. Yeah, press.org. You can order from them. A lot of the books are on. Um, there's a few of the books that are not available on Amazon. We're trying to slowly. We started a corporation. We're trying to get away from Amazon. Um, and so that's one of the places where they can start to take a look. Beautiful. Would you, would you close us out in a prayer and, and a little blessing? Absolutely. Thank you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. God the Father, we thank you for all the good that you have granted to all of us, the gift of faith, the gift of charity, all the, even the sanctifying grace, the gift of Our Lady that you give to us in, in this spiritual battle. We also ask you, God the Father, to make us focused on and God and Jesus, God the Father and God and Jesus, and also the Holy Spirit, we ask you to be focused on you, that you become our soul focused, even in the matters that we engage in in our daily life. Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris et Fili, et Spiritus Sanctus, Super Vos, et Manet Semper. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What a blessed time with you. Guys, we love you. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.